At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Philadelphia City Cast with Ryan Rothstein, presented by Bet Rivers. All right, welcome back. Philadelphia City Cast presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein. At Wise Rye on social media, W I S E R Y E. Happy August, August 1st. And what does that mean? It means we're getting closer to NFL betting season. Just a couple of weeks away from the preseason, Hall of Fame game right around the corner, training camp, obviously, as we are all well aware, underway across the NFL. Uh, so it's a great time to be alive. And on this episode, to help us kick off the month of August, we have a great guest joining us here, Aaron Schatz of Football uh, Football Outsiders. Will be joining us to help us preview the Philadelphia Eagles and the NFL, particularly the NFC East. We'll get Aaron's thoughts on the Eagles, on the quarterback, on their offseason additions, whether it's um, the newcomers in the draft via trade, etc., uh, we'll get his thoughts and the football outsiders perspective on the Eagles and the NFC East, as well as the NFC and who he likes potentially to come out of the NFC this year and represent the conference in the Super Bowl. So uh, looking forward to that conversation with Aaron. Before we get to that, quick thought on the Phillies as they have now won five games in a row. They are in sole possession of the third and final NL wildcard spot. Things are looking good. Things are feeling good, at least, at least for the moment. 
five straight wins. They do what they needed to do in Pittsburgh against the Pirates. Right? I don't want to hear anyone say, yeah, but it's just Pittsburgh. It doesn't matter. It does matter. It does matter. You know why? Because playoff baseball teams win the games that they're supposed to win. They win the series that they're supposed to win. They take advantage of matchups that they are significantly better than their opponent, and they do not blow it. Right? Like that, that coming back from the All Star break, getting swept by the Cubs, that was concerning. That cannot happen at all at any point in this month, especially, of course, in the month of September. So a four-game sweep against any team in Major League Baseball, that, that's something that deserves some, some golf claps at the very least. So now the question is, can they keep it rolling? Can they keep it rolling uh, as they are off today, Monday, August 1st, before they are back in action on Tuesday, tomorrow night, August 2nd. You may be listening to this on August 2nd. So if you are, then later tonight, 7.20 p.m., Phillies are in Atlanta for a quick two-game set before they come back to Philadelphia on Thursday for four games, Thursday through Sunday, against the lowly Washington Nationals. So Phillies have won five in a row. If they're able to do something here against Atlanta, dare I say, win both of these games, now you're winners of seven straight games and you're coming back home for a four-game set against the absolutely pathetic Washington Nationals. So the Phillies have an opportunity here. They have to feel that. They have to know that in the clubhouse. Can they take advantage? Big game tomorrow night in Atlanta. On the next episode, we will be diving headfirst in the full Phillies conversation and betting preview for both the game on Tuesday night as well as the series updates and conversations as it relates to the uh, futures market, Major League Baseball. So that's all still ahead. And before we get to our conversation and our guest here on this episode, I, I just want to give you my two cents on the big news that came down earlier on Monday, August 1st, regarding Deshaun Watson. It's embarrassing. Right? It's, it really is embarrassing. And, and I understand... You know, right now, things can change. It's not officially official. Most of you should know by now, depending on when you're listening to this episode, but Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson has been suspended for six games for violating the NFL's personal conduct policy. And I say this can change because now the NFL League office is actually able to appeal this penalty or, or this uh, punishment, I should say. Uh, and the reason is disciplinary officer Sue Robinson came to this decision, came to this ruling. So sort of a third party there. And now Roger Goodell slash the uh, NFL Players Association and the league, they're able to go back to the decision makers that be the the higher power that is as far as the punishment enforcers and, and maybe try and say you know what the, we want more games we want less games wh whatever so we shall see if this uh if this shall this shall change three days that's the window of opportunity to submit an appeal in writing nfl commissioner roger goodell or 
anyone that he designates will have to issue a written decision that will constitute full, final, and complete disposition of the dispute. And that's straight from the terms of Article 46 in the NFL's collective bargaining agreement. Watson, as we know this story well by now, has been accused of sexual assault and inappropriate conduct during massage massage sessions in civil lawsuits filed by 25 different women. It, this better change, right, this punishment, because six games, six games is an absolute joke. Right, look at Calvin Ridley, wide receiver, suspended an entire NFL season for making some bets that totaled $500 on games that he wasn't involved in and games that his team wasn't involved in while he was out due to injury. And, and I tweeted this comment about this uh, on my Twitter page, at Wise Rye, W-I-S-E-R-Y-E. This is how I look at this right now. The NFL would rather a player allegedly sexually assault 25 different women over placing a $500 bet that on bet on other games while injured. Should we interpret the six-game suspension any other way? It's not that complicated, and yet the NFL continues to make it so very complicated. So we shall see. We have about 72 hours, 48 hours, depending on when you're listening, uh, to get an update and possibly an adjustment to the number of games that Deshaun Watson will be suspended. So that's my two cents on that. All right, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is serving up big wins with our new weekly profit boost on all tennis wagers. Simply visit betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app every Wednesday to receive a 20% profit boost on any tennis wager. That's right. Log in every Wednesday and automatically receive a 20% profit boost. And now you can even live stream your favorite tennis players right from the Bet Rivers app. Heat up your summer with the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app. It's a whole new game. Presented by Rivers Casino Pittsburgh. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, let's get right into it now. And luckily, you don't have to listen to me this entire show today. I'm uh, excited for our guest, uh, Aaron Schatz from Football in uh, Football Outsiders. Excuse me. Uh, I knew I was going to say insider for some reason because he is an insider. Uh, but you can give him a follow at F-O underscore A-Shots, spelled S-C-H-A-T-Z. Uh, Aaron's joining us to talk Eagles, talk NFL. We'll preview the NFC East and, more importantly, get his thoughts on all of the above and uh, maybe some more. So let's bring Aaron into the conversation now, uh, and, and we'll have some fun. Aaron, thank you so much. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm excited to to chat with you here. Now, just for our listeners who may be the first time hearing you or uh, coming across your name for whatever reason, if they haven't already, uh, why don't you just give a, a quick background uh, and you can also, also just push out everything else you have going on right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm an analytics guy. I've been doing this for 20 years. Football Outsiders is the original football analytics site before any of the others launched in 2003. We do this really big book every year before the season. We call Football Outsiders Almanac. You can get it on Amazon or you can get an electronic version by being a subscriber to our FO Plus service, which you can find out about 
at footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe. That also gets you our Kubiak preseason fantasy football draft tool and in-season projections and picks against the spread and a number of other fantasy uh, research tools and database uh, things of advanced stats going all the way back to 1981. But, you know, what we really try to do is drill through the context of NFL stats and play-by-play, uh, make sure that we're measuring the plays that really matter, the plays that are really efficient, not, you know, six-yard runs on third and ten, which nobody cares about, and adjust for situation and opponent to get a look at, you know, which teams are best and which teams are worst. We watch a lot of film. Also, we write a bunch about it. That's the book. So numbers and words. Hey, you're a humble fella, so I'll uh, I'll do the bragging here for you for a second. Now, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I, I read up on you. Uh, and I wanted to confirm this. I mean, you're, you're essentially the godfather of, of a lot of the new analytics that are being used right now. Can, can we confirm or deny that, Aaron? Yeah, I, I, um, me and Brian Burke from ESPN sort of wrestle over who gets that title, but I did start <laughs> this first. So, yeah, I've been doing this a long time and created a lot of analytics that are used now and was the first person to sort of broach a lot of the subjects that analytics people write about now. That's awesome. I, let, let's stay on that for a second before we get into the betting numbers, which we dive into each and every show here on the CityCast. This may sound like a very silly question, uh, so I apologize. Which metric, uh, which stat do you, I don't want to say enjoy the most, that may sound a little bit strange, but I guess we can phrase it, which is the most important if that even exists out there, at least in your mind, Aaron. Well, I mean, we use our own stats, so I'm going to advertise for our own stuff, right? Our, our best-known stat is called DVOA. It looks at the success of every play in the NFL based on the down and distance and adjusts it for situation and opponent uh, to give you sort of how efficient a team or a player is compared to average. You know, offense, defense, special teams are all included. And We've been using that for 20 years and doing pretty well with it. So uh, it it's, uh, correlates from year to year better than just standard wins or yards. I love it. All right, let, let's uh, let's talk some some NFC East, and we'll talk some Eagles. And let's start with the Philadelphia Eagles uh, as we're on the Philadelphia CityCast. Win total set at 9.5 at Bet Rivers Sportsbook here in, in PA. You look at their odds to make the playoffs – uh, currently, yes, sitting at minus 167, right behind the Dallas Cowboys as uh, the betting favorite. Dallas is the betting favorite at plus 125. The Eagles at plus 175. And I'll touch on the Eagles for a second, give you the update here. Uh, I'm sure you're plugged in, though, Aaron. But the, the expectations and hype around this team, especially here in this city, are, are pretty high. I, I jokingly described them as concerningly high the other day um your thoughts on this team and of course everyone will want your thoughts on the young quarterback Jalen Hurts yeah we back it I mean we're we're in favor of the hype a little bit um I don't I would not say that we believe in Hurts yet I would say that we believe in everything that's around him uh the Eagles were uh you know an average team last year but they went out and added a lot of talent uh, A.J. Brown, Hassan Reddick, James Bradbury, uh, getting Brandon Graham back from injury is a big deal. Uh, we know that they have a strong offensive line. We know uh, that they, they've you know, been good in the secondary. Darius Slay, 
uh, good at safety. There's just a lot of strong reasons to believe in this team. And then you add to that, they have the easiest projected schedule in the league by our numbers. And that's a big part of why we're so high on them for this year. It's not just all the new talent that they have. It's that it's going to be a bit of an easy road. You you can speak to this as you bring up the schedule. Oftentimes, I shut that down, right? When people bring up the schedule as far as, well, it's favorable. It's the third easiest schedule, as they say that on the 4th of July. You know, I kid. It's August 1st at the time of us speaking. But... How often, I guess, in your experience, I, once again, I don't expect exact numbers here to back this from, uh, from you, but do you see a team where you say, you know, in August, man, they have the fifth easiest schedule, and then it turns out being not the case? Because in my opinion, with absolutely zero numbers behind it, Aaron, uh, I feel like that happens frequently where we talk about a strength of a schedule as far as favorable, and then come November, December, we're saying, wow, it actually ended up being a little bit tougher than we we predicted. Oh, I mean, that happens, absolutely. It, it matters, though. I mean, I think that, um, you know, I would say, you know, how often does a team that projects to have an easy schedule end up with an easy schedule? You know, it's probably 50-50, whether they have an easy schedule okay. or like an average schedule. But rarely does a team that projects to have an easy schedule have a hard schedule. Right. And the trick is Fair. not to use last year's win loss. Right. The, the, looking at the schedule based on last year's win loss ignores all the changes that have happened in the league over the offseason. So what we do instead is that we look at the schedule based on our projections. How are we projecting these teams to be? And therefore, where does the schedule come out because of where our projections are? Now, we could be wrong. For example, we have the entire AFC South with an average projection below 500. Maybe one of those teams is much better than we think they are, and so they're a much tougher team for Philadelphia to play than we thought they were, and so Philadelphia loses that game. And, you know, that's always a possibility. But if you look at what we think the strengths of teams are right now, they end up with the easiest schedule in the league. Continuing the conversation with the quarterback, Jalen Hurts, I'll give you my minute rant here on on him and the Eagles. I agree with everything you just said. Howie Roseman, Howie Roseman and the job that he did this offseason, outstanding. He addressed multiple team needs. Able to trade for A.J. Brown. He drafts Jordan Davis. He drafts N'Kobe Dean, which is already being mentioned as the steal of the draft. On paper, this roster is you know, Super Bowl caliber. Even if we want to put the quarterback position aside, uh, this defense has gotten significantly better, as you mentioned. And then you bring in A.J. Brown. You have one of the best offensive lines. You have a young, hopefully rising star at tight end in Dallas Goddard. We shall see this year. We'll get some more answers with that. I look at Jalen Hurts and his numbers, particularly as a passer, not much to dive into. I mean, he was he was poor. I mean, let's just call it what it is. He has those intangibles. He's a leader. He seems to have that it factor a little bit. He's very dangerous with his legs. But depending on what their identity is going into this season, Aaron, the questions around him really scare me. I'm like my expectations are not as positive and high uh, as others around this city. I don't think it's right to say that he was poor as a passer. By our numbers, okay. he was average as a passer. 
right? He was not poor as a passer. Yeah. He was average, but then, you know, also very valuable as a runner. They, they got to figure out how he can use the middle of the field, right? Like the Eagles only threw 10% of passes in the middle of the field. The NFL average was 22%. Like he just completely avoids the middle of the field. And they can't do that, especially if you want to do a lot with your tight end. If you want to do a lot with your tight end, you got to throw to the middle of the field. So um, that's a place where he absolutely needs work. But uh, I think it's wrong to say that he was a poor passer last year. All right, no, fair enough. Listen, you're you're the numbers guy here. I, I hope he can get better. And listen, he he made plenty of of uh, impressive plays, and uh, his his skill set as a as a runner is certainly useful and and very dangerous, and it can cause headaches for defensive coordinators that are going up up against this offense week to week. Uh, staying on the offensive side of the ball. Is there a player that you think can really have a breakout year? Anything from your numbers or anything that you can predict? Obviously, A.J. Brown is is someone that can be really dangerous, but uh, maybe someone a little bit under the radar, whether it's Miles Sanders, Devontae Smith, Gainwell, Goddard. Anyone stand out? I don't know. Is Devontae Smith really under the radar? I mean, the guy did win the Heisman Trophy no. and was a first-round pick. But... <laughs> no, no, not not at all. I not mean, at he all. Was but A.J. Brown, I would say, would be the popular answer to that question is, is how I should have phrased Smith it. Smith was above average in our numbers last year. So, I mean, I think he's a good, efficient wide receiver. He should only get better in his second year. I don't think anybody – you know, I don't think any of the, like, lower-down players on the Eagles are big. Like, you know, here comes the shocker. But right. I think you can expect Devontae Smith to be good. I think you can expect A.J. Brown to be good. That's a pretty good one-two tandem at wide receiver. Let's look at the NFC East. And I mentioned the betting odds at Bet Rivers with Dallas and Philly. Dallas plus 125, the favorite. Eagles plus 175. Washington 5-1. to one. The Giants 8-1. to one. Uh, Give us your insight and thoughts on the other three teams in this division. First of all, I'll say that the easy schedule for the Eagles does not differentiate them from their division rivals. All of the teams in the NFC East have an easy schedule. It's mostly about not just playing each other, but playing the AFC South and the NFC North and where our numbers have those divisions. Um, the Dallas is our number two team. We have Philadelphia as the favorite. If I needed to put, uh, with the odds you just gave me, if I needed to put down for one of those teams to win the division at those odds, I would put Philadelphia. Absolutely. But we do have Dallas right behind them. Dallas is still a strong team. They're going to give back some of that defense from last year because it's just there's no way that the takeaways stay as strong as they were last year for Dallas. But um, they should still have a top 10 defense and they should still have a top 10 offense. So that's a strong team. Washington we are, I will fully admit, not Carson Wentz believers. And for most of us, that's not just about stats. It's about the locker room stuff and the off-field and the feeling that the fact that he was average statistically last year was in some ways a byproduct of Frank Reich um, and the offense in Indianapolis. And they won't have that, you know, no, no, no diss on Scott Turner, but... He hasn't established himself as an offensive mind in the way that Reich has. And so uh, with the possibility of Wentz regressing back to what he was two years ago, we're just not really high. The, the defense should be better on, on Washington. They were so bad last year 
on third down passes. No defense is that bad on third down passes two years in a row. So things have to get better for their defense. But um, we're just not big Wentz believers. Uh, as far as the Giants go, we have them as the weakest team in the league. You know, I weakest think team in the in the NFC or the entire the, league? In the entire league, I think. The, wow. The line we would give about the Giants is that we don't believe in their roster and we don't think that they do either. <laughs> because we believe in their front office, we we believe in the guys who run the Bills. We think they've done a great job. So the fact that two of those guys are coming over to run the Giants brings a lot of reason for optimism, but not in the short term. In particular, look. You just don't play a quarterback who's below replacement level for three years and then expect him to turn into a star. It just doesn't happen. Once you've been below replacement for three years, it's not happening for you. So this is Daniel Jones. It's just kind of a waste of time. I don't think Brian Dayball is going to suddenly turn him into Josh Allen or anything like that. Yes, he hits the deep ball well, but overall, he's definitely not shown that he's a star NFL quarterback. The best you could get out of him might be average, and I even think that is unlikely. And I think in a year from now, we'll be talking about, you know, here are the promising players that the Giants have, you know, Kevin Thibodeau and uh, players on their offensive line like Evan Neal and Andrew Thomas. And boy, they're going to draft a quarterback and get him into this. And and, and then Dable and Shown are going to build a great team. And things are going to look really optimistic a year from now, but they, they don't right now. It's music to Eagles fans' ears. Last question for you, Aaron. Uh, thank you so much for joining us here on this episode. Let's look at the NFC East winner, uh, NFC winner odds. Excuse me, NFC Championship winner odds. The Eagles are thirteen to one. Tampa Bay's the betting favorite uh, at three to one. Green Bay plus four fifty. The Rams five to one. I'll stop listing teams there. Uh, who do you like to represent the NFC? Uh, I'm, this year in the Super Bowl. I'm not trying to get in with your listeners. So I, this is not, I'm not trying to be, you know, biased. <laughs> if you ask me who I like, I'd say probably Tampa Bay is the best team in the NFC. If you ask me who would I take given those odds is the best bet, I would say it's Philadelphia at 13 to 1. Wow. Love it. Um, they're not the best one. team in the NFC, but I think they're better than people realize, especially if Hertz kind of clicks and gets it. They're going to be really good. And the schedule is easy, which gives them that road to the number one seed. Again, I don't think it's likely, but if you said these are the odds, the top two teams I would go with based on the odds are the Eagles. And what do they have as the odds for the New Orleans Saints? Oh, uh, last time I checked for the NFC, I only have like the top eight to 10. They're not even in that. I think they were 22 to one. Yeah. I mean, I like the New Orleans Saints as a sleeper pick. They have wow. our number one projected defense. And if Winston just does what he did last year, they'll have an average offense. And if Michael Thomas comes back fully healthy, they should have an above average offense with what we project as the best defense in the league. I think people are sleeping. Do I think they're as good as the Bucks? <laughs> Probably not. Mm. But um, it's a nice long shot pick. Excellent insight, Aaron. Thank you so much for your time. I know you're busy gearing up for the NFL season. Until then, I uh, hope you enjoy the rest of your summer, the month of August, and uh, we'll be following you. Give him a follow, listeners out there, at F-O underscore A-S-C-H-A-T. 
FBOutsiders.z. Aaron, thanks again, my friend. Thanks. Or you can follow FB Outsiders. That's easier to remember than spelling my name. <laughs> at FB Outsiders to get all the Football Outsiders articles. And again, search for Football Outsiders Almanac 2022. It's our big over 550 pages, chapters on every team, fantasy football projections, write-ups of all the skill players, previews of the top 50 NCAA teams as well. So check out Football Outsiders Almanac 2022. Excellent stuff. Thanks, Aaron. All right, thank you. Excellent stuff from Aaron Schatz of Football Outsiders. Make sure you're following Football Outsiders as well as following Aaron. He is, as I claimed earlier in the conversation with him, one of, if not the godfather, for the new age analytics and stats that are being used throughout the NFL. Aaron said DVOA is the one that he really pinpoints and uh, holds a lot of weight with. Uh, and how about when asked, not just for the NFC East and his thoughts there from the betting perspective, but when asked about NFC championship winner. You know, and Aaron's not a hot take guy. I, I know some of you may not know him very well. Some of you, I'm sure, do. You know, he, he's a numbers guy. He's an insider. He's going to provide information and try and be as educated and knowledgeable on everything and anything. He's not someone that is ever just looking for a hot take or anything like that. So if he says something, he truly believes it and means it, obviously, uh, as a reporter and insider. But saying the Eagles as his favorite play, especially with the value quote value attached to the Eagles 13 to one right now at Bet Rivers Sportsbook here in PA interesting right and once again I understand all of his points and I don't even fully disagree with a lot of them I wish I could be as confident as he is as it relates to the Philadelphia Eagles He's a numbers guy, so he's looking at these numbers. He's looking at the favorable schedule. He's looking at Jalen's stats. He's looking at what A.J. Brown brings to the table, Devontae Smith. He's looking at all of the upgrades on the defensive side of the ball. All fair and all valid and all needs to be brought up and discussed and a part of the equation when we're all trying to piece this puzzle together, this prediction puzzle, I should say, together as it relates to the Eagles' upcoming NFL season. The defense is a huge question mark. Right? I, I can bring up the quarterback a million times over the next month. And not only will I do that, I'm sure once the season gets underway, we'll be scrutinizing and overanalyzing each and every game in the regular season and practice for Jalen. But look at this defense, right? And how about the defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, who had his name being thrown around with ties to potential NFL head coaching vacancies. Clearly, clearly people a lot more knowledgeable than you and I feel good about what Jonathan Gannon brings to the table as far as his knowledge, his knowledge of the game, his ability as a leader. You know, we we shall see. It's only been one season, right? And that that's my whole point here. When I look at this Eagles team 
And Aaron did bring this up. You can't look at last year's win-loss record and hold too much weight into all of that, regardless of the team that you're talking about this time of year. Forget last year for a second, right? Forget it. Pretend like it never happened. What do we know about these about the coaching staff and the most important position in all of sports, the quarterback for the Eagles. Only had one season. Jonathan Gannon's defense, not good. Nick Sirianni's team, average. Jalen Hurts' stats, Aaron just mentioned it earlier. At best, average as a passer. So we, we're going out on a limb if we're going to say they can not only win this division, they can compete and possibly come out of the NFC and be in the Super Bowl. We're going out on a pretty big limb that Hertz is going to take a big jump as a passer. Nick Sirianni is going to get a hell of a lot better from year one to year two as a head coach. New play caller on offense. First time play caller for this offense. Shane Steichen is going to do a really good job. Jonathan Gannon is going to do a really good job now with no excuses. As long as everyone stays healthy, knock on wood, uh, he has all the tools in his toolbox to have a legitimate top five defense. What is Jonathan Gannon going to do with it? I, I don't know. But you look at how the defense played last year and even how Jonathan Gannon went about coaching that defense and forming its identity on defense it was very underwhelming. So if we're going to sit here and say this defense now is going to be top five, how even top 10, that's a big haul. That's a huge overhaul for Jonathan Gannon and all the players on this defense and all the other coaching staffs and uh, coaches, I should say, on the defensive coaching staff. That's a big turnaround in one year. Are they going to go 3-4? Are they going to go 4-3? They'll probably do a little bit of both, depending on the situation and the opponent. Fine. They played extremely conservative last year. And yes, I know, it's because the defensive line was bad. The secondary was a weakness. Now you have a linebacking group for the first time, which feels like a, a hundred years, that can actually be dangerous and, and make an impact. You have a defensive line that has gotten better and healthier. And you have a secondary that has gotten better and brought in talent to make that group better. So there's no more don't send any extra uh, rushers. Make sure you play all of the DBs 8 to 10 yards off of the wide receiver at the line of scrimmage. I don't want to see any of that crap. So there is... Uh, crap ton <laughs> saying crap too much here there is a, a ton of pressure on defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon and that will be the difference in this Eagles team getting to 10 wins winning the division dare I say winning a playoff game dare I say winning multiple playoff games all right Philadelphia City cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook I'm your host Ryan Rothstein Make sure you're subscribed and following the CityCast as well as all of the CityCasts that we put out there for you. Besides ours right here, Philadelphia, check out LA if you ever need some betting insight for any of the Los, uh, the, the Los Angeles teams, New York, Chicago, D.C. The list goes on and on. Uh, it, it's excellent insight across the country. 
in all in a lot of the major cities, I should say. I do want to get back to the Phillies for a minute as the deadline now is quickly approaching August 2nd as we record this on August 1st. So we'll touch on that in a minute before we wrap this bad boy up. I also just want to give you the updated odds in the futures market for Major League Baseball. So here we go. The Phillies 35 to 1 right now to win the World Series at Bet Rivers. Uh, that number has stayed put. You look at Phillies odds to win the National League still at 20 to 1. You look at the NL East division winner odds. Mets are still the heavy favorite, and and rightfully so. And by the way, before I get to the NL East odds to win the division, Mets have DeGrom coming back. Yes, they still have him. It's been a year since we've seen uh, Jacob DeGrom pitch in Major League Baseball, but he returns which uh, could be the perfect time. We shall see Tuesday night. I'm very intrigued to see how he looks. Obviously, you can't read too much into his first start back, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, but still curious to see his impact. If it's the old DeGrom, it's going to be a massive impact. If it's a shell of himself, then uh, we'll see how the Mets continue to chug along, but they are still the heavy betting favorite to win the Win the division at minus 275. The Braves are two to one. It's a it's a two-team race. The Phillies are 55 to one. I bet Rivers is saying the Phillies have a much better chance of winning the World Series as a wild card team than they do winning this division over the Braves and the Mets. If we want to take a quick look at the standings here in the NL East. The Mets, 64 and 37, three games up over Atlanta. Braves sitting at 62 and 41. And then the Phillies, of course, at 55 and 47. Uh, we did not give you an update for the wild card standings. So let's do that. The Braves, six and a half games up in the first place spot for the National League wild card. Then you have the Padres, uh, five games behind Atlanta, a game and a half up at 57 and 46. Then the Phillies, right now, Locked into that third and final playoff spot in the National League wildcard standings at 55 and 47. They are now a full game ahead of the St. Louis Cardinals, who sit at 54 and 48. Uh, and they are three games up over the San Francisco Giants, who currently are at 500 at 51 and 51. A couple of other noteworthy items on the wagering menu at Bet Rivers. Updated odds to win the uh, NL Cy Young. Our guy wheels. Zach Wheeler, 30 to 1. You know, obviously it feels like Sandy Alcantara's award to lose. He's the betting favorite at minus 186. You have uh, Corbin Burns next at plus 650. Max Fried at 11 to 1. Joe Musgrove at 15 to 1. Uh, then we have Wheeler sitting right there in the top six six or so in the in the pack for betting odds to win the Cy Young at 30 to 1. He's certainly going to need an impressive finish to his season. Uh, so let's, let's hope he carries this into the month of August. You feel good about, I'm going to sound like a hypocrite here, but the way Wheeler has been pitching and hell, the, the way Aaron Nola has been pitching this season, the big question with Nola, as I always bring up, 
can he finally settle in in the month of September? Let's just assume he does, and he's consistent going into the postseason, assuming the Phillies get there. You feel really good about the Phillies' top of their rotation with Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola. If we get the best versions of those two guys, and I know that's a big if, and you can say that about a few other teams as well, in both the National League and the American League, but still, it's not like there's this massive hole or weakness or deficiency at the top of the Philly starting rotation uh, in Wheeler and in Aaron Nola. So, as always in Major League Baseball, you just want to get in. And once you get a ticket to the dance, once you get an invite to the dance, we see it often. Anything can quite literally happen. What will happen between now and the MLB trade deadline is there a move out there that can really get us excited and really change our tune for the better surrounding this Phillies team? You know, maybe I, I find it highly unlikely. Um, you, you look in the mirror, right? I brought this up over the weekend on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Like, yes, of course, Dombrowski needs to bring in a, a couple more pieces here before the deadline, ideally a legitimate starting pitcher, even if it's just a fourth or fifth guy, you feel better, uh, even if it's just a little bit better about this Phillies team as we now turn the page to the uh, month of August. But look at what Alec Baum has done hitting uh, hitting the ball. You know, back in March, my goodness, I, how many times did we bring up Alec Baum and his name? for a trade well you know what come come july before the deadline we we can trade him right we can trade him it's coming time to get rid of this kid and then i bleeping hated here that video went viral and then it was like wow this is just it's a nail in the coffin like this guy this kid's not going to be a philly for long how about his month of july his batting average on the season now because of his month in uh in july and i'll get to that in a second on the season 299 for the month he's hitting 434 he has hit safely in 24 of his last 26 games which is good for a 420 batting average he's played really strong defense he's hitting in the three hole right now for this team i mean it's it's absolutely incredible what this kid is doing <laughs> i mean I don't know. I'm not going to assume this is the this is the guy now consistently between now all the way up until the end of the regular season that we're going to have night in and night out. But even just a a similar version of this, like the way Schwarber's been going this year, JT Riomuto is starting to pick things up and get out of his slump in the past, you know, 10 to 15 games. Then all of a sudden, you're going to welcome back Bryce Harper. You're going to welcome back Gene Segura really uh, shortly. Right, like the, the trade deadline is important, and hopefully the Phillies are able to add a key piece or two. Even if they do, I look in the mirror for the Philadelphia Phillies and say, the difference is already here. Can these guys make that difference? And can the two key guys that are currently injured, i.e. Harper and Segura, can they push this team over the hump when they finally return? Philadelphia City Cast, presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Thank you, as always, for tuning in to another edition to kick off this month of August, to kick off our week here on Monday, August 1st. 
You can follow me on Twitter at WiseRye, where you can find links to each and every episode, as well as links to all of the podcast platforms we are available to you on. Best of luck on all your bets. Enjoy the rest of your day. On the next episode, we'll kick it back into high gear with the Phillies as they are back from their day off today on Monday the 1st for a quick two-game important series down in Atlanta against the Braves. Full betting preview on the next episode. Until then, peace, everyone. Bet Rivers has your bases covered with early week betting fun. Your baseball bet gets a little extra pop at Bet Rivers Sportsbook every Tuesday. Just log into Bet Rivers and receive a 20% profit boost on a baseball bet every Tuesday during the season. Use it on straight bets, player props, or a same game parlay. You decide. Log on to Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com and get your 20% profit boost today. Presented by Bet Rivers Casino Pittsburgh. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.